This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our Patreon backers. If you want to uh, help out the network in a great way, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv to kick us a couple of bucks a month. In addition to that, uh, there's so much happening with the network uh, that for the past while I've been uh, updating stuff at uh, duckfeed.tv slash news. Uh, that is a great way to get kind of a weekly rundown of all the cool things that are happening. I'd love it if uh, people check that out. That is duckfeed.tv slash news. My dearest Kate Linda, it is with a heavy heart that I must tell you that Benjamin succumbed to venom of the lowly serpent four days out from Independence Rock. As I transfer this missive to the Ponyman, we have just completed the act of consigning his mortal vessel to the tomb of Wyoming's unforgiving low. No more than three score days ago, we set out wide-eyed from Missouri with the promise of the Willamette Providence in our hearts. Hiram the blacksmith, that fascinating man, prepared... P-R-E, prepared us for the journey with, with, with regret and a warmth of Sprite, S-P-R-I, Sprite, S-P-I-R, spirit that I, that I find scarce under God's unfrog, frog, forge, frog, frog, U-N-F-O-R, un, un, unforgiving son. But now our spirits are laid low by the serpa, serpa, pepper, 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 S-E-R-P-A, S-E-R-P, serpents, T dash da 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 hyphen hyphen b b b both and 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 d d d apostrophe shake shake and shake your shack s h shake your hacks hurry what's taking you so long the words they keep on coming no it's a letter it's a whole letter help he's almost on top of us oh no it's zeal. Snakes! Use the cheat code. Alt plus F4. Here we go. Now we are in a void. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. Yes, and this week we have uh, kind of another special here, hot on the heels of the Brawler special. We're talking about edutainment games. Yeah, this is going to be weird. <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, Oregon Trail and mm-hmm. uh, Typing of the Dead. Yeah, um, both games that uh, that teach you something. One is near and dear to everybody's hearts, and the other is a complete weirdo that I love with all of my heart. It's very near to my heart, <laughs> uh, very much so. The um, so edutainment for those who might not understand what this is, uh, 
Yeah, the, I was thinking about edutainment uh, when we were doing this, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Does Chuck's quest count uh, when we did that project <laughs> suffering?" Well, because you do, you learn a lot about checks. Yeah, I mean, it teaches you the brand value. It teaches you the value of a, of a balanced breakfast uh, yeah. centered around the base of the food pyramid, which is checks. Yeah, which is checks, which can be used for checks. Yeah, checks mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, puppy chow. Um, but it teaches you about puppy chow. Uh, it teaches you. <laughs> is that a thing a that I'm not aware checks. of? Uh, birthday sex is a, a, a pop starlet's uh, ah. song about having birthday sex. Mm. And in this version, uh, she just gets a steaming bowl of birthday checks. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like getting $5 from her grandma. That, that's um, So that is a, there's a parody version of birthday sex called birthday checks about getting $5 from your grandma. Uh, okay. Huh. Uh, as well so but i was doing and this is a third version <laughs> nothing new <laughs> under the sun there's nothing new well there is this this version about getting checks mix i think this new <laughs> but it is a minor variation because uh you know really checks mix is kind of a mix between checks and sex mm. like it's somewhere in between those two things yeah you know it's not that salacious but it's also not quite as boring mm-hmm. um pretzel rod yeah <laughs> it's like a pretzel rod um <laughs> Uh, can but, I get one bag of rods? What, what kind would you like? Oh, pretzel. Uh, <laughs> and down to the rod depot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I get that poster of Rod Flanders? That would man. That would be inanimate carbon Rod Flanders. Yeah, the, uh, it's been frozen in carbonate. It's load bearing. No, oh, it's t-shirt. <laughs> carbonate Flanders. Um, the uh, so so edutainment are games that are actually designed to educate. In some ways, it is. It feels like Christian rock to me, um, <laughs> except that it's actually real good. Oh, for um, sure. In yeah, its like best it's examples, like, it is. They are they are indistinguishable from other genres of games. Yes, uh, and people have a lot of affection with these because a lot of people it's their first experience to uh, video games. Yeah, you know your your numbers munchers and your uh, your organ trail. Yeah, uh, organ trail. We weren't originally planning to do on this episode, and we just had this idea of like tacking it on because it's it's real short um, as a game, and it is a lot of people's first video game. Yeah. So we thought it'd be a cool thing to tackle. <laughs> yeah. So you've probably played this because it is a game that was that was sanctioned by uh, by an authority figure in your life. Yes. Um, I'm not going to say everybody because I'm not sure what the experience is outside of the United States. Um, oh, sure. That would be weird <laughs> if, it, if, they, if they. But um, there are a lot of different versions of this, and there's probably something similar to it that you might have played. Yeah. Outside of the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I checked in with one of my coworkers who's uh, 21 years old, and he said when he was in school, he played this as well. So it is still, at the very least, as recently as he was in high school, was still going strong. Yeah. Did he tell you through a cloud of vape fog? Uh, <laughs> he, did, he did not. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Okay. Um, he, he, he told me uh, while, while skateboarding with an ice cream cone in each hand, <laughs> doing a cool flip. So he is a cool young guy. Oh, no. I lost the nuts uh, off of my ice cream his, by doing his a flip. Name, his name is London. Oh, that's good. Isn't that cool? That's a good like, name. If I were, yeah, if, if my name was London, I would get all of, like, the touristy shirts that were, like, I'd rather be in London or, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I love London, I'll always have London, I miss London. Like, I would own all of those shirts. But mm-hmm. that's because I'm coming at this from the attitude of a, a dorky yeah. piece of shit 35-year-old and not, like, a cool 21-year-old where he just wears, like, I don't know, a Rostopol or whatever the, the fuck kids wear these days. Yeah, and also you're coming at it from not having been called London your whole life. That's that's 100% yeah. true. I mean, I guess, like, there's Gary, Indiana. I could make this happen. But anyway, um, tell us about uh, Oregon Trail. Cool. So the Oregon Trail 
um, is an educational video game, um, uh, a simulation game, rather, developed by MECC um, and published by Broderbund uh, for pretty much every system under the sun, starting in the early 70s and then kind of continuing uh, pretty much to today, like, you know, to this decade. Yeah, there, there's a new version of iOS that is uh, real flash animated and, and splashy. Garbage. Uh, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not very good. The, um, because the blandness, I think, is inherent to how good this is. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there are a thousand different versions, uh, in a broad sense, the goal of every single version is the same, which is you make the track from Independence, Missouri, to the, to the Willamette Valley along the titular trail. Uh, but there's some kind of history that this is based on because it is vaguely edutainment-like. <laughs> um, even though, like, the edutainment uh, kind of goal of this could be accomplished by like reading the Wikipedia and then uh, amending it and being like, it was hard. You died a lot. Like, <laughs> probably be, you know, get it. It's a very narrow subject. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a great, uh, very short article on a, on a website called the Institute of play that talks about the educational value um, mm-hmm. of this game. And then uh, they, they do this for some other educational games. They have a great graph that says like, okay, the thing that this teaches you the most is like that it was difficult that you could die and that managing resources was very hard. Yes. Um, and then kind of at the bottom of that is kind of like names, dates, and places. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is true. And then like those, you know, uh, you don't really need to memorize names, dates, and places. <laughs> um, you could, like all that stuff, you don't, you'll, yeah. you'll, I know the independence stuff. rock exists. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that is true. <laughs> so, um, so Gary, so I don't make a fool of myself, Oregon or Oregon? Uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Like Will Lamett. Will Lamett. Lamet. And okay, Oregon, uh, okay, has Oregon. a gun at the end. Okay. Oregon. Oregon yep. Trail. Okay, yep. cool. Oregon Trail, Willamette Valley. Willamette Valley. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's get into some history of this game because it's Cooch pretty... Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. Right? Flanders. Yep. Yeah, no, it's pronounced, it's pronounced Balsack. <laughs> so it just... Um, uh, so let's talk about where this where this game came from it came from a, a well-meaning super groovy uh history teacher in fact a group of three history teachers um in 1971 uh who wanted to find kind of a more engaging way to teach students about the topic of that semester uh which was the oregon trail yes and this this was one of those timeshare uh type games uh that the, was on this hp 2100 mini computer and there's little very, very little game to it um, it just kind of presented these facts and stories, what happened as you traveled across the con- continent uh, in text um, in this very early version. Um, it would actually print out the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the version uh, previous to this uh, where there was still a hunting part. Did you read about this? Where you had to type bang pow really <laughs> yep. fast? Yeah, I've got that. I've got that here, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, and once it goes incredible. to MECC. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a precursor to typing of the dead. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Like, that's pretty rad. <laughs> because if you mistyped, uh, you missed. Yeah. Yeah. Like in real life. <laughs> and what's funny is at the end of the semester, because storage space is very uh, was very expensive, uh, Don uh, Rawich, who was kind of the lead programmer there and the guy who would carry this forward at, at MECC, he printed out the basic source code and then deleted it off the system. Yes. Yeah, because that, that was the way it worked. But he had like a thousand reams of you know, dot matrix print. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he could retype that in by hand whenever he wanted. Yeah. He had the, he had uh, Apu's, uh, Apu's tic-tac-toe game in the card box. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so eventually this game was noticed by MECC, which is a state funded uh, Minnesota company that made educational games like a uh, lemonade stand, which God, I love lemonade stand. That's so good. Uh, number muncher. I love number muncher <laughs> and freedom. <laughs> a game, which about. you can only <laughs> no, play it like book leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, at this is brought to MECC, and uh, there, Rollick built uh, the Oregon Trail in a form that we'd recognize today, with uh, adding some kind of choices that were based on real history 
um, this resource management aspect and then these consequences. Right. So it was not guaranteed that you would make it across. It was not just a sequential kind of novel kind of thing. Yes. Uh, you had to make, you know, some really, really tough decisions um yeah. to you know to manage it and you know disasters could fall you befall you like it really this game is about trying to bounce back from terrible things that happen kind of at random it's the um, dark souls of video games <laughs> right um it's it's the dark souls of cadillacs um yes. but uh, um you know he based these disasters and kind of their frequency off of actual stories of the trails um and built those into the simulation yes um, it was still very primitive. I mean, as I mentioned, yeah, the hunting game is just typing and stuff. Uh, but eventually it got a little bit more sophisticated. The version uh, that a lot of people played was likely this Apple II port uh, that came out in 1985 after MECC started a big push to get Apple II machines in the schools. Yeah. And that was still the case uh, 10 years later. Uh, it's kind of funny because I've played, I have history with both versions of this mm -hmm. because um, in between first grade and second grade, my elementary school um, uh, computer lab switched over from Apple IIs to, uh, to uh, Windows 95 okay. uh, machines. So, yeah. so yeah, I've played, uh, played both of these. Dude, you guys are getting it down. Um, <laughs> he came in. He came into the school and he said, hey, guys. Um, the, uh, we just had John Hodgman come in. <laughs> it was boring. He's a nerd. <laughs> the, uh, you, you can chart the progress of uh, Oregon Trail based on the hunting game. Yes. Right? Because it started off as just bang. I don't know that if this is a memory that was somehow inception into me. I swear there was a version that I played uh, where... Uh, it was I was at the bottom of the screen and it was like um, like I would just tie I could shoot forward in the middle of the screen mm -hmm. and just had to time it. So it'd go like did 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 up and then hit a hit an animal. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like the like the parachute game on the old iPods. Yes. Yeah. I, I swear there's a version like that. But the most uh, popular version of this kind of period had kind of an asteroids uh, version of this. Yeah. It's like you were a little guy in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like semi or you had like tank controls almost. You could move by pressing the A or pressing enter button. Um, but, mm -hmm. uh, you would either rotate with your arrow keys or I guess period and comma, um, or you would, uh, point your direction in, uh, eight directions around the numpad. Yeah. It's almost like a dual stick shooter. <laughs> like, uh, not, not just quite, but, um, the, uh, and then the game got music, um, just real like bleep bloop versions of, uh, you know, public domain American folk songs, <laughs> uh, which is appropriate. Yep. Um, <laughs> it works. I mean, it makes sense. Yep. You know, you start out with like Yankee Doodle. And then, yep. so I got stuck with editing this and I'm going to put it in the most, <laughs> I'm gonna put in the most <laughs> primitive music I can. Yeah. I, I, I would say for the one that, uh, since we're going to spend the bulk of our time talking about typing of the dead, I would mm -hmm. use that as the opening music mm -hmm. if it were me, but, uh, <laughs> you can, uh, if you want to, you can do the, uh, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. The town theme from uh, <laughs> uh it's it's charming yeah. in its way. Like it does it does kind of cut down to that that nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for this version and for uh, for this playthrough uh, that we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, deluxe version uh, that came out uh, for DOS and then the Macintosh in 1992. This is uh, Gary. I don't know what your what your history is, but this is the version that I ended up playing a lot at the public library. Mm. You know, you would go there and and say, you know, books are lame, so I'm going to go and I'm going to sit down for a half hour and play some Oregon Trail on the Macs. This is. Uh... This is the version that I played when I revisited this game out of nostalgia. Hmm. The one that I played when I was young was the version I was talking about with the the weird shooting system. Hmm. I, I couldn't quite find like the, the granularity of searching for that. Uh, I, I couldn't quite find that. 
Um, if I and that is if I didn't dream it. But the uh, <laughs> the version I played wasn't was an earlier version of this. This is the version I played when I was old, and I was like, I wonder if that's still fun. <laughs> and then uh, it is also the easiest version to play because it runs perfectly on archive.org. Yes. So um, and also like DOSBox, and you can yeah. also like there's a there's a virtual Apple too. Uh, that you can that you can run like I played the Apple II version and then kind of uh, like a middle middling uh, DOS version that came out mm-hmm. uh, before this one did, and mm-hmm. uh, it's fundamentally the same game. You yeah. just interact with it in a different way. And and uh, MEC would eventually make it slightly less the same game because they would do tons of sequels, uh, adding this kind of complexity, and then uh, animated school children. <laughs> Like having a little, you know, more and more little animation. <laughs> look, um, look up, uh, look up some videos of that. It's very upsetting. Yes. <laughs> the, um, once, uh, once MEC went bust, uh, the Oregon Trail name was handed around until it ended up at GameLoft. Uh, you may know as the people who make like all of the knockoff, really polished iOS games. Right. So like they do like the the fake StarCraft, the fake, you know, all these things. Um, yeah. And they made really crappy versions for cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're mostly just little mini games that uh, the educational and simulation value are, are nil. I was so disappointed because I was like, hell yeah, I don't care about the art style. Just make sure the game is the, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, so before MA season went bust, they would kind of take this cash cow and milk it for all they that they could. Uh, they had spinoffs like the Amazon Trail, uh, which I also played a lot in uh, in school, like mm-hmm. third and fourth grade kind of stuff. Um, that has a story based on time travel. Um, to, which is fun. Uh, there's the Yukon Trail. Um, I read about they did a modern day version that was actually sponsored by a bike rack company oh, where, okay. where you were traveling from Chicago to L.A. Um, okay. in a station on a, wagon. On a bike? No, no, like a station wagon. You had your bike okay. on the roof of your car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, this is I just found this out from doing research on the episode, but the Willamette Valley Heritage Center, which has to be like somewhere near my where I live, <laughs> uh, has created a live action version of this game they do every year where you you hunt with Nerf guns and had to simulate bringing the food back by dragging a 200-pound man up a hill in a red wagon. So I, I like, hey, at some point I will be a 200-pound man, and I'm, I'm always looking for a little extra cash. Drag me up a wagon, college students. Um, which, just because it is Oregon, I imagine this all being done by, like, stone college students rather than actual school children. But maybe I'm wrong. Like, uh, at that point, I would get some reins and go, Yeah! Yeah, yeah, exactly. On Skyler. Like, yeah, on Skyler, on Dakota, <laughs> on Taylor, on Vaptrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and this game, because of its uh, nostalgia value, has uh, kind of this potent uh, legacy, uh, you know, even just in a lot of people's minds. Uh, did you, oh, ever yeah. play, you ever play Oregon Trail? No, I'm I'm familiar with it, but I've not played it. It's, it's like a, the zombie version of this. Yeah, it's fun. The zombiness, I mean, it barely plays in, honestly. Mm. Like like it just changes the hunting. Like you go the, you um, go to scavenge and you like move around to grab supplies. That's cool. But yeah, I, I should check that out. Like um there's also like if you go to uh Target, you're gonna see a bunch of t shirts about this. Yeah. Um making yeah. light of people shitting themselves to death. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it is a terrifying thing that everyone thinks is super funny. Because when you're a kid and you ask the teacher what that means and they tell you it is you you've unlocked like a secret of the universe. Like just whoa, 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 whoa. You mean in this game my friend Billy just died of diarrhea? Are you out of your goddamn mind, Mrs. Ring? <laughs> Billy pooped himself me? to death. Yeah, are you shitting me? Or are you sh- is he shitting him? Like it is just Who's shitting who? Yeah, who's Who's hey, zooming don't... who? And who's yes. shitting who? Yeah. Tell me that, Mrs. Ring. Um, so we won't uh, hit the generalities of this. Uh, we're going to talk about them as they come up along the trail. Um, this is going to be breezy. Uh, oh, because, shit, yeah. Because, yeah, there's nothing, like, 
this game is the same throughout <laughs> the entire time. So I'm looking a little bit at, at, at these notes, and I think we should move quicker than these notes suggest. <laughs> oh, yep, definitely. This is the same number of notes that we had for like Little Nemo, mm-hmm. and like this is way quicker than that. Um, so let, let's uh, start out. You start out in Independence, um, and uh, you start off kind of registering your party and choosing your profession, yeah. which is really a difficulty selector. Yes, it uh, determines what you start with. So you start with a banker, and you're you're rolling in cash. You can buy your way out of any problem. Um, yes. All the way down to like the farmer who has basically no cash and no special abilities. Um, and kind of in between, you have doctors who will make you like less likely to die if you get sick. Uh, carpenters, you, you can repair your uh, you can repair your uh, wagon, stuff like that. Um, and each of these comes with a score multiplier. Yes. So that's the idea that, you, you know, you get a higher score for playing more difficultly. Uh, but I never, I don't know people who are playing like competitive Oregon Trail for high scores, you know, like <laughs> um, the, like the King of Kong for Oregon Trail. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, Sam Bear wrote in in the, uh, in the episode oh, yeah? here, talking about how he wanted to, how he filled the, uh, the high score at his table or at his, uh, at his school. Um, glorious weirdo. <laughs> Sam Bear. <laughs> um, that's great. Yep. Uh, uh, after you select that, you can buy your supplies and they, they make recommendations, like just go 20% over those and you should be good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll be okay. And there's so much RNG involved too. So yeah. you want a cushion for that, but also like, there's nothing that says you aren't going to lose a lot of this shit. The first step you know? out. Yeah. Based on, based on how, not on how you're playing. Gary, when I, uh, when I rolled up the Apple II version, just to, just to see, don't take a look at it earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. you got cholera the second we wrote out of independence. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what, guys, I, I haven't been telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I just no wanted I to come along. Cholera. So <laughs> I just want yeah. to come along so bad. No, no, it must have been something I ate. Help me. <laughs> yeah. Something I ate gave me cholera. <laughs> please, please. Well, no, he's lying because in this scenario, he's trying to hide that it's cholera. Please, let's rest for four days. Um, at this point, you decide when you want to leave. Um, and the game, again, gives you recommendations here, which yeah. is great because otherwise it would be trial and error. Um, if you leave too early, uh, then you, uh, you'll you hit bad weather at the start and there won't be as much grass for your oxen. Um, if you leave too late, you hit bad winter at the end. And this impacts things like health, hunting, and uh, how hard it is to cross rivers, which rivers are like the, the enemy of this game. They're <laughs> yeah. the villain. Um, yeah. And I'm just yeah. picturing somebody charging to a river with an axe. Yes. Yep. No. <laughs> uh, and then and then we're in the town view of the game, which is something that happens when you run into a fort or a settlement yeah. um, where you can perform a couple of different actions. Yeah. Like you can talk to people, get some flavor, uh, get some tips too. Like they mm-hmm. warn you about stuff that's coming up. You can check your resources and see, you know, kind of how you're doing. That's more important later on, but kind of like your food is your time limit. Yes. Yeah. Um, you check your map to see uh, how well you're doing. There's an index in this version that will uh, just give you historical information about I where love you're it at. so much. It's, it's, you're loving this, aren't you? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is just like a codex for everywhere you go, but you can scroll through all the future codexes mm-hmm. from the first one. So if you wanted to sit there and read a history book, like a history Wikipedia, you can right from the start. Love it. Um, yeah. You check your status. It gives you a sense of your supplies that we mentioned and the health of your party, which is very important because uh, you know when something major happens to your party members, but you don't know like if they're just like health poor, <laughs> you know, like they can, they can just get sick without it being tied to something yep. um, necessarily. So you want to check this frequently. And then uh, rations lets you determine the rate at which you consume uh, food and pace lets you change how hard you drive your oxen. Yeah. So this is kind of like like we've just established most of your levers and your gauges at yes. this point. And you are going to try and like ride the faders on these um, while compensating for just disasters um, yes. that will happen. Um, there's also a buy option when you're in uh, when you're in forts that lets you uh, uh, kind of gas up as you go along. Um, outside of like trading and stuff like that. Yeah, um, tra- trading is what happens in uh, like settlements yeah. in, in non-forts. And that tends to be at a disadvantage. Yeah. 
Like you'll, like you'll want one oxen and they'll last for like 20 sets of clothes. <laughs> yeah. I need like 10 bullets so I can get some food and you want two yokes? Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I could just eat the fucking oxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> so you set out, and this is kind of the main view of the game. You have your wagon at the right, and you're progressing westward. Um, and with each little tick as the day goes by, um, there's either like, hey, you went along fine, or somebody got bit by a snake. Yeah. And this is this is very obvious looking, you know, at it. Like, these are just die rolls. Like, as a kid, I didn't really understand this. But it's just on every tick, there's a percentage chance that something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, most frequently, um, when you're not at a river are diseases and broken bones. Um, so uh, either somebody will get a variety of de- diseases. I think there are six uh, diseases, uh, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, uh, cholera. Um, dysentery is the comedy one that everybody loves because it's uh, diarrhea until you die, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, oh, well, well, and good and funny until you realize like exactly one, uh, how horrific a way that is to die. And two, how unpleasant that is for everyone around you. <laughs> right. Like, what an act of violence you're mm-hmm. doing if you get dysentery. Fetch me my brown pants and socks and shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 your brown pants. <laughs> and your because it is just gonna like if you're in this kind of close quarters, like you can go over the bend, but there's probably, you know, dangers out there. You're not gonna go too far from camp. Yeah. <laughs> and just imagine trying to like sleep while listening to fucking Johnny Settler pants over here, just like empty his insides. Well, like no. time and time again, all night. So every Conestoga wagon had two posts on it. One, you uh, you you hung your cream, so as it uh, jostled, it would make cheese for you okay. as you go along. And the other one, that's where you hung anybody who had dysentery off the back, so that as you uh, go along, so you can you find know. your way back. <laughs> yep. So so you could be tracked, like you got kidnapped. Yep. That's how. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the the majority of the way that like thieves uh, would find you. That is the worst. Yeah. That's real gross. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah you just get these and uh if you're sick if you get a broken bone or a snake bite or something like that the way you can you know stop that from progressing is to rest um yes. which is something you want to do periodically mostly in uh, in settlements and stuff but that is kind of like trading time and food for a little bit of extra status yes yeah um and yeah so it's it's a little risk reward thing um, you can also have uh, thieves and things will set fire, uh, which that t- is a supply tax. So it's not your health. It's, it's losing your supplies. Yeah. Um, Here, uh, in my run, uh, I, I did not have a, like I made it. I barely made it, but I did not have any fires or thieves hmm. in my run for the show. I had a fire that wiped out all but seven of my bullets. Oh, Hey, <laughs> it's like, it's like in who framed Roger rabbit. You can name them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that, that's a bad thing to lose all your bullets because when you're on the trail, like food gets more expensive as you go along. Um, and yes. not a lot of people want to trade for food. So you have to go hunting, which is which I think is what a lot of people remember this for, because this is like an action game. It's the most explicitly gamey yes. kind of thing. So the, the version, this version, it plays like um, like Operation Wolf or something. You move around the cursor with the mouse and just click on things. There's a really weird inverse uh, risk reward to, <laughs> to hunting that mirrors real life so you know like we we hunted the buffaloes nearly to extinction um and the reason we did this is because they're slow and full of meat <laughs> and that is true in oregon trail as well where like the easiest thing to kill will get you the best reward yes the hardest thing to kill will get you the shittiest reward so it's like it, in a weird way it is a really cool game way to illustrate like that's not the point of this i don't think no but it was, I, I was struck by that like how elegant this is of like because now you know monday morning quarterbacking it it's really easy to just be like, oh, what a bunch of assholes. Why did we hunt the buffalo to extinction? <laughs> it's like, well, because we were goddamn starving. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know, because 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 uh, Roars broke his leg and <laughs> and my, my roommate Will has cholera and I need this food. So I'm going to I'm going to go for the low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. And like you kill them and you can only, you can only take back so much meat, like 200 pounds. And most yeah. of these are like 500 or so. So like that's inherently wasteful. And there's a reminder that says like, Hey, if you continue hunting here, game will become scarce. And that like continues on throughout. So if you hunt a lot in the beginning, uh, it's going to be harder to get by later on. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, the bullet travels really slowly. So you have to lead your shots, which is another incentive to go for the Buffalo. Uh, mm -hmm. cause I only killed one rabbit. During the whole thing, rabbits are tough. Yeah, rabbits and squirrels. Yeah. Um, so you you end your hunting trips whenever you want, um, and you don't want to waste bullets. No. Um, because because of the the presence of uh, thieves and fires are anywhere. Um, so even if you leave with like thirty boxes of bullets, <laughs> you can still get fucked. Yes. So um, we should talk about death too, because uh, it's something that happens. Um, it happened mm -hmm. twice um, on mine. Uh, ben died of a snake bite shortly uh, shortly before Independence Rock, um, and then I think Brayton broke his leg and then i think he just died like he didn't yeah. give a reason just said brayden died <laughs> <laughs> it just happens <laughs> yeah, i mean you know just sometimes your number is up right yeah yeah <laughs> um, um I, I lost some people to, to cholera i think um or to you know to various diseases uh there i didn't really I lost most of my people to rivers mm. um yeah. So. But uh but if somebody dies there's a little funeral um i couldn't find a way to name the tombstones in this version Mm -mm. Um, no, there's not this version. You cannot do that. Yeah, but in the Apple version, you could uh, you could write uh, an epitaph. Yes, um, which you could write it whatever you want. So kids wrote a lot of swears, and that's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, <laughs> and if the early versions of it, if the disc was not set, it was based on if the disc was set to read only or not. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't, you could do that. And then other people, in a very Dark Souls-esque fashion, would find two of those tombstones. Mm -hmm. Like they would show up in their games while they played the game. And that's really grim, um, because that could be somebody else in your classroom. It's like, oh, that's where they would have died. That's based, on, awesome. based on their shitty decision making, like that's a that's a great way to raise the stakes. That's fantastic. You know, I, I love it. So Timmy much. died. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, so good. Um, yeah. And uh, you hold this little funeral and uh, in later versions, it's optional if you want to hold the funeral because later versions have morale. Mm -hmm. So if you don't hold the funeral, your morale suffers. Yes. And if your morale drops to low um, or, you know, to zero, then everybody uh, abandons your characters you. kill themselves. Yep. <laughs> uh, probably. Do, do they? No, like they uh, just uh, low morale is a way to be kicked out of. Uh, it's, it's like uh, going bankrupt in SimCity. Like okay. they're just devoted no confidence. Yeah. Which is really, if you're reading between the lines, like, come on, <laughs> that banker's in the rafters. Like the um, <laughs> rich, 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 rich uncle penny bags is, uh, <laughs> is not alive. Um, so uh, the big thing, so rivers, uh, forts, and landmarks will run into you. Um, the river, you get to your first river right away. And boy, rivers. Um, th this one <laughs> this one has a fort, so you get some little advice beforehand. But there are different things you can do to uh, to get across the river. And they all have risks. Like none of these are, are fail safe, mm -hmm. um, which is the reason why it's so hard. <laughs> so yeah, this is just uh, like, like, like an existence check almost. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so the safest way usually is to pay the ferryman. Um, yes, that costs you some money. Like, and if you're playing as like a, somebody who started with a, with a lot of money, that's not really a problem. Um, well, it costs you money. It can cost you time. Yes. So there can be a line for the ferry, which means you can wait days yeah. to get this. So if you're pressed for time, you don't want to do the ferry mm -hmm. and also time equals food. So yes, there's that as well. Um, generally it's the safest like, Hey, we're just going to load you up and take you across. Uh, but sometimes it, it, it can just come loose from the mooring and you drop yeah, the ferry totally sinks sometimes. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> yeah so if the river is deeper than two and a half feet uh which it often is uh you want to caulk your wagon and then float it like a boat yes uh which uh you need to find the trail again on the other side so you can lose a lot of time um your wagon can sink mm -hmm. here as well 
Um, <laughs> so it's still not totally safe. It just degrees of safeness. And then least safe is fording the river, uh, which is just you cross the river. Um, <laughs> luckily, you have the stats for how deep the river gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of deceptive here because it tells you there, it says, if it is deeper than our wagon, let's not do it. Um, but really, that, that marker is two and a half feet, mm-hmm. uh, which is significantly smaller than my wagon. Uh, so anything above that, you will uh, you will drown um, and lose a lot of your shit. Uh, this is the first thing that happened to me in Roars Died. Uh, I just posted it on Twitter because it was just like immediately, uh, you know, uh, your wagon sank while crossing the river. You lost Roars, parentheses, drowned. And then, uh, and then because uh, our Slack is wonderful, we have custom emojis. So I posted that on our Slack and then put someone put the little Roars emote and then the little tombstone emote next Aww. to it. <laughs> it's really cute and funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, buddy. Burr, like, burr, burr. In real life, at that point, I would probably take up with the Native American. I would like dance as a wolf of this shit <laughs> and try to refine my soul. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah, dance as wolves. My, laugh riot. Yeah. It's like my, a six hour laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin Costner, what'd you do? Yeah, uh, I uh, I managed to make it all the way across with no with uh, no river problems on my main hmm. playthrough of this. So I, I played it safe. I just did the ferry, but I also started early. Um, and like there are some rivers that are like right on the edge. Like in the Apple version, you can wait for conditions to get better. Yes, too. So there's a chance that uh, it'll go down. But again, you're you're you know trading time for the yeah. opportunity. So like these are just kind of like just resource things and existence checks. Yes. Um, eventually, you also run into landmarks, which are like uh, like Chimney Rock and uh, Forest Fort Kearney. Um, at, at Forest, you can do trading. At landmarks, you can hit the info button for tell me more. <laughs> um, and then supplies get more expensive as uh, you know demand increases and uh, scarcity increases as you go westward. Yeah. And uh, that is a big deal because mm-hmm. as you go along, the terrain changes. And this is most evident uh, when you're going to hunt. Sometimes you're just going to show up and there's nothing that runs across. Um, yes. you know, snow will take over, you know, things will get more rocky. It'll be desert. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no grass or water for your oxen. So they're more yes. likely to get sick and die. Um, and when you hit the mountains, uh, your, uh, your, your wagon just goes to shit. Yes. And, and you're just constantly getting like, you know, there is no water. There is no water. <laughs> there is no water. Like on your little thing, it's like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Um, you know, so your wagon's gonna, gonna, fall apart and hopefully you have the replacement parts and you can put it back together uh what happens if your wagon loses a wheel and you don't have a part uh you have to trade okay yeah like, that... but if, if you're on the trail like a, an option for trading will come up yeah okay so, yeah you just have to wait for a passerby yeah you put up a sign that says like out of gas <laughs> right um and i never got a, a game over that way but i ended up having to trade like a shitload of clothes yeah um, yeah you know yeah. But I, I was pretty close to the end though so that wasn't a problem you really only need clothes uh when it gets cold yeah, um, and, and that that affects how how likely you are to get sick. Yeah, um, you run into um some Native American guides for some rivers at like the bigger ones, and you can trade them things. I mean, it's not just clothing; they want other things too. Yeah. Uh, I believe to uh, to get you across, mm-hmm. and they just kind of get you across a river using like Native American magic. I guess I don't know mm-hmm. how they're not fording, rafting, <laughs> or ferrying. Like there aren't that many ways to cross a river. Um, but <laughs> also, they... Native American magic, also known as a bridge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just they just have built a bridge and they're just like, yeah, it's a toll. <laughs> um, there's a real sad thing where I went to one of those things and I, I clicked talk and there was a, a you know, a Native American figure and he's like, and he says, um, and I feel like this is, uh, let me pull it up. I, I took a picture of it with my phone. I feel like this is probably offensive uh, to, to somebody. Um, well, you even saying it's offensive is offensive to somebody. But that's true. I, I feel like this is uh, a it's, little bit like problematic and troublesome here. Uh, 
The Pawnee are the mortal enemies of the Sioux. I would not hesitate to kill. I would not hesitate to kill any Pawnee I met, but I have never killed a white man. All I ask from the white man is to leave me alone and to leave my buffalo alone. Uh, and then you know, immediately before that, a thousand dead buffalo. Like I, I just <laughs> killed so many buffaloes. But just having like, I feel like there's probably something a little bit problematic about like the American Indian guy just going like, I hate the Sioux, but I love the white man. Mm. Uh, it is just kind of weird. Yeah. To me. yeah. Uh, I mean, but like. That's kind of the only like you know thinking back to the time. That's probably some of the only like perspective I ever had on Native American people. Oh, that wasn't too. like they helped us at Plymouth Rock, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought too. And then this makes them seem very, uh, very monolithically helpful as well. Yeah, uh, I want to warn him. <laughs> like, no, no, have a problem with the white man, <laughs> please, buddy. <laughs> oh. But but anyway, you can, that, that, that's just another way to get across some of these bigger ones. And kind of the final challenge of the game, we're already to the end of this, like 20 minutes later, yeah. um, is uh, the the Columbia River, right? Yes. Um, and you can skip this, at least in this version, by uh, by taking the toll road, which I did stupidly. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the whole other game. Yeah, you, you missed the mini game. <laughs> yeah. Um, to uh, to uh, get some guides. And then you go on a wild wagon rafting ride. Yeah. Yeah, which is a very easy uh, kind of just... Uh, agility kind of thing where you just move the mouse to move your raft back and forth and dodge rocks. Um, they come very slowly. It is very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, way more easy than it probably was in real life. Um, <laughs> and and the idea of like every single one of the, or like most of the times someone went on the Oregon Trail with the ending with this like <laughs> them loading their whole wagon on a raft and like zipping down the river is very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, but once you get to the end, you win. Yep. Uh, I am the only survivor of my party. <laughs> every single other person died and I had like no supplies. Oh shit. So it was yeah. just me, you know, me, me alone. Hmm. It was, uh, in, in mine, it was me, you and Dennis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's significant. I had, I had way worse river luck. <laughs> um, cause after that first one, which I thought I could ford, uh, fjord, that one definitely, you know, killed me. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, later I had some bad luck with fairy sinking. Yeah. Jeez, that's a bad yeah. break. And so, yeah, it was, and so it was unfortunate. <laughs> coming away from those, like everything felt so much more difficult and random, you know, when I was playing it back then. And I think that's just because, like, maybe you know, even when I was like, you know, eleven or twelve, the the simulation was a little bit too complex, or the resource management side of it was a little bit too complex. Mm-hmm. But like coming to it now, you know, as a grown ass man who you know kind of knows how the dice rolls kind of go, it's kind of like, oh, they're giving you all the information you need. About how oh, to yeah. like like the basic strategy for making decisions at certain points, you can just get fucked, and then the game is testing your ability to get around that. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it is um, as an adult going through it, it is easy to win. Mm-hmm. You know, Oregon Trail, which I mean, it's a game for children. I'm not like, like <laughs> guys, I'm pretty good at Oregon Trail. Slam dunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's not the point of it. The point yeah. of it is that it was a video game you could play at school. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, it's hard to say, like, even as a kid, I do not remember learning much from this mm-hmm. other than that, like, this was a thing people did. Right. Uh, but it just being able to play a video game at school was super, super fun. Mm-hmm. And that's not a very profound point. Uh, it was definitely like an hit, like tied to me slacking, you know, <laughs> but it was just like. I, it garnered so much affection for me just because of that. Yeah. I mean, this was a, this was a reward game. Almost yes. on the Apple twos. Like, you know, there was number munchers. There was actually like typing instruction games that we did. And then if you, you know, finished your assignments and printed out your scores and stuff, the teacher would say, well, you know, I'm not going to fucking engage with you for the rest of this 20 <laughs> minutes. So play some Oregon <laughs> trail. 
Yeah, it, and it's it's funny too because there it's not like there aren't edutainment games that have a lot more value. Mm-hmm. Like the next one we're going to play is actually a pretty good edutainment game, I think, <laughs> as far as education. And then like Number Muncher, which like does teach you things. Yeah, so yeah, just a rhythm tick. Yeah, you know, it, 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 this uh, uh, this doesn't feel like it does much of that. Right. But it's still a very, very fun game mm-hmm. and uh, real fun and simple. So, like Lemonade Stand, like reading, I forgot about that and reading that in the intro thing too. That was another one I played a lot of. Me too. And I feel like that's even kind of more sound as a simulation, like as this little economics mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like it's a little simpler, but it's, uh, I think that's even a little bit more sound educationally. Yeah. But, but I mean, think about what this informs, right? Any number of games that we talk about that use this as a, as a, as a touch, you know, touch point, like without Oregon trail, I don't know that we would have FTL, Yeah, you know, anything where you're progressing along and you have to make these kind of tough decisions at certain points, you yeah. know, like this, uh, this has a strong legacy in like games that I fucking love today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, and, and even it's not like I didn't have fun playing it mm-hmm. even this time. Like it's fun. The uh, we were kind of making fun of it with like the Target T-shirt thing, but the sense of humor that kind of comes with this game that is not necessarily <laughs> intentional is still funny mm-hmm. to me. Like the the just the string of just like you know an ox has died. There is no water. There is no water. You have dysentery. <laughs> dysentery. You broke your leg. You died. There is no water. Like it ends up it being pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, I didn't think so. I just it was just like pressing buttons until I get to the next hunting section, you mm-hmm. know, but it is a pretty funny game. Yeah. Which also has a lot of value. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. was happy we did this. Like it, it was, it was a little bit of an afterthought, even though we did it at the start, it was just kind of like, Oh, why don't we do this? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy we did because um, I don't know, like for, for a minute there, I was eight years old again. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a fun chance to revisit. So somebody put a real port of it on iOS. <laughs> Play Oregon trail, man. Yeah, I, I will. I'll take a look because it's, it's on sale a lot too. So. Yep. No, I mean, it, you can get it on iOS. It's an iOS yeah. game. Yeah. Even on iOS, it's on sale. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I just wanted to make sure you knew. So moving on to uh, Typing of the Dead, yes. a game that, it, that you wouldn't let you play in school, even though it would teach you more <laughs> yep. than this. An edutainment and game that is based on bloody gun combat. It is. This is one of my favorite games. Uh, uh, I'm really glad we did it because it is. And that's a, a weird thing to say because it's so simple mm-hmm. and stuff. But this is really, I think this yeah. really good. So um, um, Typing the Dead, it's an educational typing game developed by SmileBit and published uh, by Sega for the Dreamcast and PC in 2001. Um, and this is a Dreamcast ass Dreamcast game. It is. Oh my it, god! It, it is, is so emblematic of that weird era. It's well, just a weird Sega too. Yeah, like the, the you know the sound effects and the weird kind of explosions of, of you know you got a point you know <laughs> uh, uh, kind of thing that we found in Godham too that felt very Sega like to me. Yeah. Um, and this just to be the second episode in a row, like this is a fucking arcade game, Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's so, going on so you know I, I you know looking at pictures of that cabinet it's a beautiful cabinet um I, i'm trying to block the arcadeness out of it like specifically that, that it existed here because i know what my keyboards tend to look like after a couple of a uh, couple of years of use oh yeah um and a public keyboard that's out in the open for everybody like i can barely use the touchscreen pop machines 
Yeah, it would just be a urine, like it would be a trough. <laughs> it would be like asking if you had to type on a water keyboard at the, the baseball stadium okay. uh, at the bottom of a urine trough. Okay, Gary. Um, <laughs> pop quiz hot shot. Somebody's got a gun to your head. You have okay. to either lick the typing of the dead keyboard or the seat of the Jurassic Park Lost World uh, kind of bench cabinet. Ooh, um, probably the keyboard, even if that's not. Like, I think our, our lower, like, our back thighs are cleaner than our hands statistically. <laughs> yep. I think there's science for that. Yes. Um, but I, I just don't like buttholes or getting my, uh, you know, face near them like that. Mm, okay. Uh, like, I like stranger buttholes, like sweaty <laughs> teeth buttholes. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I can't tell you which I'd rather do. They both sound yeah. nightmarish. That's real hard. Like, a lot of it would depend on if I could immediately, like, lick my shirt to clean it. Yeah. So, I, um, clean. Uh, but, it would, but it would, you know, to, to make that. So, I don't want, like, whether I could lick something else before taste got involved. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's definitely, like, a psychological factor of it grossing me out. Yeah. Uh, but also just the taste, like, the, the butt sweat versus just, like, finger oils. Yeah. You know? Because I eat something, like, every time I go out, I eat something that somebody has touched. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but there's a like that, that that's an a medium that overpowers it. That's true, and yeah. and this is just like dozens and dozens of people. Yeah, I would like to think that got got sprayed down, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, um, yeah. um, or even just mechanically, I bet you get it. I bet you those cabinets are really rare because keyboards go bad and get worn out. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not built to last. Yeah, I, yeah. I would love to see one in person actually because you know, like you know, just it's this House of the Dead cabinet, but it has these keyboards mounted up instead of having the uh, the gun holsters. Right? Yes, because because House of the Dead, for people who don't know, is the thing this is based on. Um, and specifically House of the Dead 2, uh, which is a light gun game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you uh, you point your your little gun at zombies and you shoot them. Uh, but this replaces all the shooting with typing. Um, so it <laughs> does a bunch of different things. Uh, one, that's so goofy. And <laughs> if you play the, the original mode, um, it's in world. Like your characters have little keyboard-like sets. Uh, <laughs> they have like a Dreamcast with a gigantic Duracell battery on your back. And then a little keyboard strapped to their front. Uh, that they play on which is awesome yeah. <laughs> and like their arms don't animate they're pretty much just like stationary like yes. resting on it and like these weird little v kind of kind of things here's the thing though is turning this into a typing game makes it a better game oh my god yes like it is and not just and not just because i think it's goofier and more fun it is objectively better because it is now skill based yep because like a light gun game is really just a quarter endurance thing mm-hmm. Like they like to pretend like it's not, and you can make a quarter last a little bit longer by shooting a little bit more. But you're gonna be consistently put into situations where you can't outfire enemies. Mm-hmm. Every time I've ever played a light gun game, that happens. Right. Um, you know, it may, I'm sure it's possible someone will be like, "Oh, you know, you can one quarter all these things." Like maybe, <laughs> but it feels very similar to a beat 'em up where like it is just a quarter tax. Yeah. You know, and this like I'm way better at typing of the dead, and it's actually <laughs> testing a skill that I have. Yeah. <laughs> which you know uh, it doesn't take a skill to like like aiming a light gun game you're you're standing one foot away from the fucking monitor like you're not really aiming yeah, right you know it's very easy mm-hmm. so and so looking at this here uh house of the dead at least uh, for the time was the best game they could have put this typing mechanic on because it's whole gimmick and in a, a light gun form is that enemies take multiple shots to take down yes. as opposed to like area 51 where everything goes down kind of with with one shot like instead of like maybe like you know except maybe like bosses so yes. you know and when you're playing the light gun version of it you're just blam 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 um and if here if you ever gone to a played like house of the dead or something in a, a arcade set to free play uh yes I've never felt more fit- like my finger is going to fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's so fatiguing and awful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like playing playing a, a light gun game for more than a quarter's worth is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It, I hate it. 
Yeah. Um, like I love, I whenever I'm in an arcade, I will play a light gun game once. Oh yeah. Because it's like this is novel, and I like a light gun game. But like, yeah. boy, is it exhausting. Yeah. Um, That's why I prefer good. something like Point Blank or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Which is like carnival game challenge kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're they're like yeah resting periods. <laughs> it's not like a real old man. I need to rest in the middle of this video game. But like, <laughs> it's not just constantly I am just beat. Holding like the worst part, worst thing that happens in one of these uh, free play arcades is that I switch hands and start shooting with my left hand. Yep. Because it's just like I my or I've I've held the gun with my right hand and then use my left hand to fire the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I was in a free play arcade, and I was like, I want to see the end of House of the Dead three. Uh, <laughs> well, that's know, one with the submachine guns. Uh, or is that four? House of the um, it was it was not. Uh, they did not have submachine guns. Okay. Whatever one I chose. Yep. So. Well, one of them does, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, you have the multiple hits, um, and this uh, transfers to a typing game. So what mm-hmm. happens is the enemies pop up on the screen, and they have a phrase or word attached to them, or sometimes just a single letter. Um, you choose which enemy you want to target by typing the first letter of that phrase, um, and then you, if you type the phrase correctly um, or the letter correctly, the shot lands. If you do the entire phrase, that's how many hit points it mm-hmm. has. Um, if you miss a letter, that's uh, equal to a miss. So the enemy gets closer to you or whatever consequence there is for that. Usually that they're more likely to hit you. Mm-hmm. And then after you take out an enemy, um, you're graded for your speed and accuracy. So it's got a little bit of like a like a Bimani kind of, kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, it's where you're getting that getting that kind of feedback in. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is kind of compounded and complicated by the fact that you are committed, you know, to an enemy or a fray. So if you miss and like, you notice that like, oh, there's a fast guy that you did, that you didn't, uh, take into account, or there was a projectile, you have to, you know, finish that. So you can actually take it down. Yes. Or if you hit escape, you can start over. Oh, did not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised because it, it's instrumental to like later, later areas where you will start a, a long phrase enemy will come out to kind of beat you hmm. into that. And then a short phrase enemy will come out. Yeah. Um, so you need to escape, do the short phrase enemy, then go back to the long phrase enemy. You lose all your progress when you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, projectiles, smaller enemies, and item pickups are just one letter that will pop <laughs> up uh, usually often just for a second. Yep. And uh, regular enemies get tougher. The phrases you need to kill them get longer and more complicated. Yeah. Um, eventually going to single words, then kind of double words, then full sentences. Yep. With crazy punctuation. Like, yes. The, the, the that, hy- that is the bane. Yeah. The, uh, the, the hyphen the, in this is a fucking run killer. Yeah. The hyphen or the parentheses or, uh, or the uh, Apo- uh, apostrophe. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you have something like that, exclamation point, good night. <laughs> and what's great about these sentences is they are incredibly humorous. Like, it's a, it's a really funny game. <laughs> yeah. Like, not just because like, the premise already is great. Right. Mm-hmm. And then typing of the, or, uh, 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 House of the Dead is funny mm-hmm. as it is, right? And then you just take this like third thing where there's just these weird, you know, uh, the mailman doesn't have to knock; he lives here. And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, like yeah. these really, really great out of context sentences. Shirtless Thursday, and then, yeah. and then the next one is, oh my! Exclamation mark. That's it's so good, and there there is like artfulness to how they're put together, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I don't know; it's random. You're not going to see the same combinations every time you play. Um, you can't like just memorize which words come up. Uh, but there is something to how they're put together for effect. Mm-hmm. So somebody who wrote this or localized it made it funny. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And so, and so like that loop, you know, so just typing something is not very hard once you know how to type, right? It is straight brain to hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. This game, the challenge for me, and yeah, it may just be because I'm slow, is you have to recognize what, it, what it's asking you to type, internalize it, and then type it. Like mm-hmm. that loop makes it more challenging than if I was just typing a word. It is uh, for me, I would go back and forth. Like some things I had to 
really internalize it and just be like, I know what this word is. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending on how quick it was or how quick it was coming at me, sometimes I had to kind of try to bypass that with varying amounts of success. Um, and then they do some really neat things with like interrupting that loop uh, later. Specifically, there's a real, there's a boss fight that I, I really, really adore uh, <laughs> that comes later. Um, so yeah, there are boss fights and they they are different, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, each level in the middle of it has a challenge section um, where they give you a little challenge like, uh, you know, defeat 30 zombies without or 10 zombies without being hurt or uh, defeat 30 zombies in two minutes or something like that. Um, if you get it, you get an item. If you don't, uh, you just kind of move on. Yeah. Um, you get hit. The structure of this game is just like the base game, um, you know, mm-hmm. House of the Dead and House of the Dead 2. All of them kind of have these uh, ways that the paths can branch, usually uh, depending on if you uh, save people who will open up mm-hmm. these altering things. And uh, usually those are just incredibly strict time uh, trials yeah. and challenges to get them. I think they're harder than they are with the uh, gun version. Oh, sure. I save, you, I save fewer people. Yes. Even though you can't, uh, you can't accidentally kill somebody by typing their phrase. Although but, that'd be kind of fucked up if they had awesome. very similar phrases. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and they do a lot of things like that. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, so as we mentioned, the the, uh, the arcade mode kind of emulates that. There are also there are pickups, there are items in this. So Molotov cocktails, uh, which clear the screen, um, things that make you invincible for a time. Uh, there's the golden hands pickup, which is the rarest, <laughs> which means you can type anything. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is which is really cool. You say that for for tough boss encounters. Yeah. Um, there's a tutorial and a drill mode that exists to type, uh, test your typing skills with these different challenges. Yeah. Um, love that. I just I fired up the the most challenging one and I got like the second rank. No mm. big deal. I'm okay at this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. 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 Brag about your typing skills. I know, right? <laughs> you can always tell a cool guy about how fast you can type. I mean, um, you know, and accuracy. It, holy shit. It's uh, it's uh, it could be argued that I've only ever been paid to type. So yes, yeah, yeah. that is not any any big deal. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there there are some aesthetic changes uh, that happen to House of the Dead. Like we said, it is a very uh, goofy game anyway, uh, with the voice acting and just the situations and stuff. But uh, certain enemies wield ridiculous and harmless items instead of weapons. Like there's still some guys with axes and stuff, but like when somebody runs at you with a spatula or a maraca. Yeah, yeah that's real fun. <laughs> yep. And as mentioned, your, your characters do have these keyboard backpack things. Um, there's a modern version of this, uh, for sale, which is typing of the dead overkill, um, which updates the graphics and is based on house of the dead overkill, uh, which I don't like. Hmm. Um, I thought I would like house of the dead Dead overkill. I actually kind of hate it. I think Hmm. it tries too hard. I think it is like the difference between something that is funny on purpose versus something that is like a funny, like an old movie. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's really, uh, and I just, I can't handle, uh, I would have, it's not, I can't handle this is gonna make me sound like a real sensitive baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I get really fatigued by just the constant being like that stupid bitch, like just like this weird, uh, just swearing all the time. Yeah. Um, and then the first, uh, the first boss is a guy who's in a wheelchair mm. and it's played for a lot of laughs that he's, uh, mentally disabled mm. and stuff. And I'm just like, this is like, it's not like I, it's not like I'm so offended that I need to protest. I just don't think it's funny at all. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's and it's trying so hard. Whereas this is funny, like effortlessly. <laughs> exactly, effortlessly was going to be the word that I was going to use. I haven't played Overkill. Um, I like the idea that you can buy expansions to get you know oh, different yeah. you know different vocabularies to put in there. Um, well, and uh, players a, can add their own. Yeah. So there's this weird way that players can add to the to the dictionary, and you can run into other players' kind of phrases. Hmm. Um, that's awesome. I just wish it was based on this kind of charming uh, typing of the dead versus the like way in your face typing of the dead or uh how's that overkill right they just um, hitch their wagon to an aesthetic that's kind of like bleh. it's like you i mean like a fake grindhouse thing other than the actual like the trailers and ground grindhouse are great right mm-hmm. like or the movie grindhouse like you know i, I there's pleasure to be had there mm-hmm. um but this 
doesn't feel like it has any of the kind of like this is just trying way too way too hard yeah um, which is really disappointing because it's co-op and co-op typing <laughs> in the dead is awesome that's a really fun idea <laughs> um, but it, I was really disappointed with that So, uh, so let's get into it. Yeah, chapter one, a prelude. <laughs> um, that's not what chapter one is, guys. Uh, <laughs> so uh, your characters, you're, you're a part of something called the AMS, um, which is your this uh, anti-zombie force of guys in suits. And uh, you're driving to meet G in, uh, in, in Venice. I uh, think he's one of the characters from the first game. He is, yeah. He's another member of the AMS. He's from, uh, thing, from, uh, from House of the Dead 1. Yeah. And this character named Zeal drops down. <laughs> and like, let's talk about Zeal for a second. All you have to do is say Zeal. <laughs> yeah, Zeal is... So what is Zeal? Uh, Zeal is like a gargoyle, like a little tiny gargoyle that has like the most obnoxiously treated voice of any character. <laughs> it's like run through like a phaser or something. It's incredible. It's, like, it's pitched up. It's run through a phaser. It is, I'll it cut is. An, ex- an example here. You, you heard the suffer like G did at the beginning, but... And the, and the uh, it is so all the voice acting is really bad. That's kind of the point of this. Yeah. Uh, but it's it feels bad like Resident Evil One voice acting. Mm-hmm. You know, in that kind of charming way. Yeah. Um, but Zeal is really really fucking obnoxious. Yeah. And also like just like his whole head steez like is not yeah. on point. Like he's got like these you know stray flyaway hair kind of things going along. It's just he's very he's very off putting and he like flies around like his his uh, bob doesn't really like correspond to any of the other animations. Like he's just kind of like on a string. Yeah, and every time he shows up, it's supposed to be like a big deal. I think he's a character from the first one too. I think mm. we're supposed to know who Zeal is. Yeah. Um, so then we start fighting, um, yeah. and the, these zombies are really weak. They just have little two-letter things. Yeah, they're putting through. <laughs> and for me, that always uh, that throws me off guard, uh, just because like any of those where you have to be real precise with it. Like it's easy for me to to, to internalize a word, but like KD, what? Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, quickly you go inside uh, where where G is and then you're introduced to, like the to the one word zombies. Yes. Yeah. And uh, G G is hurt and uh, tells you that Harry and Amy are coming for backup and he gives you a debit card uh, <laughs> to his own personal bank. Yeah, it seems like and then, <laughs> the pin um, is. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be a house that had overkill. Mm. Um, he would say the pin is fuck. Mm. Uh, so you're kind of moving through your first like saving a civilian. Um, kind of a little bit. And this one, it actually opens up a, an altar, or they point towards an alternate path you can take. Mm-hmm. So there are, is some kind of minor uh, path branching in this. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the like the alternate path you can take is uh, like a little hole in the wall that gets you to the to the house you're getting to uh, quicker. Mm-hmm. If you don't save him, you have to go kind of through the main gate and across the bridge. And that has a lot of uh, a lot of enemies on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we, <laughs> we're introduced to our, our first uh, little guys, like little bugs that pop out that just have one one letter. Mm-hmm. So you just have to type those really fast. And then uh, the time mission where you have to kill a bunch of enemies yeah. here. Um, yeah. Those uh, those single letter guys, I always feel accomplished when I get them. Like that is, yeah. uh, that is a really good mechanical way to kind of like mimic a, a shot on a keyboard, like a nice yeah. preci- precision shot. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, enemies come through that take multiple words to kill. Yeah. Um, you hit them, they back up. And it's not like when they're when they're backed up, you just can't shoot them. They don't have a word there. Mm-hmm. There's no words on it. <laughs> um, so the uh, yeah. it is uh, it's a really good way to like kind of illustrate that that point mm-hmm. or like what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get monkeys that kind of jump around and as they jump around yeah. their uh, their box moves, too. So you have yeah. to so you have to like keep your eye on them um, in which, order which, to internalize it, which is great. Well, yeah, like the things this the reason why this game is so fucking impressive is that like it 
I feel like up until we came up with that idea of the witness thing, mm-hmm. um, is that it takes uh, like every possible way I think you could complicate this mechanic and does it. <laughs> like I don't think you could go much further than this. You know, there is a typing of the dead too that's a uh, Japanese only, um, but like it does feel like it's like oh, like for a typing game, this does a lot of really cool, complicated stuff, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Like moving around the thing you need to look at, which doesn't make my you know test my typing more, um, but it is a really cool, like, kind of mechanic to make it harder as a game. I mean, you could argue that, like, if it moves around, like, obviously, you know, it doesn't change, so you don't have to keep your eyes on it, but it encourages you to, like, keep your eyes on the screen. Like, all yeah. of this is about keeping your eyes on the screen. And, yeah. you know, we t- I think we take it, we take that for granted as adults who can touch type. But, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I say adults, like, I'm sure my, my eight, eight-year-old niece can touch type. That's not well, a thing. yeah, everybody. I mean, I, I think that finally when I was in high school, it was an optional thing mm-hmm. to learn how to type. And I think that for most most people, they have to do it yeah. now. And I took it because I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to type. Like, I, <laughs> computers are um, great. Yeah, computers are great. But I mean, it is definitely something that you should have to learn in school. Yeah. Um, when uh, when I was in this, I and I just don't know where else to put this. Um, the classes were keyboarding formatting. And it was like half learning how to type, half learning like this is the proper format for a memo. This is the proper format for a business letter. Things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was taught by this lady named uh, Mrs. Fuchs. Okay. And Mrs. Fuchs had uh, F-U-C-H-S and had the thickest like New York accent of anybody (laughs) I'd met until that point. And she just referred to all the fingers based on what they'd be on the home key. Mm-hmm. So she would just be like, take your J finger. <laughs> like she sounded like Harley <laughs> Quinn. Yeah. Like the J finger goes down to the N. Now it's the N finger. Like that was how she taught. And it was amazing. Like me and Derek <laughs> took that class and it was hilarious. <laughs> like take your K finger and put it on the I. Well, um, she, she went to Australia there for a second. She, she, well, I'm, I'm, I can only start accents. Like we're doing oh, a, me too. Don't worry. A Call of Cthulhu game, and and uh, it's European, and I keep starting with accents, and then like by the end, they just get incomprehensible. No, so no, I, I do the that. accent grand tour as well. Yeah, it just why not? Um, it's all over there. Uh, so, it's, yeah. it's it's all other. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I was a kid thinking it was stupid that the uh, semicolon got its own like home key. Yeah. F- fuck that. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I never type a semicolon. No. Um, anywho, uh, you get to the end, you get to this boss, um, which is Zeal and his buddy. Uh, they all are, they're all based on the tarot <laughs> of course. Um, for some reason. And it's uh, it's Judgment, who yeah. is this uh, big headless ogre. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Vice President Agnew from Futurama. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's got this axe. And uh, really, this is just uh, typing longer phrases than you've seen before as he kind of like winds up to attack you. Yes. Uh, it's pretty simple. For this first one they'll they'll do some some fucking around with that but this one uh he just kind of comes and charges um and then zeal starts charging and, and again it's, it's just a time thing. thing yeah um so amy and harry show up and uh, what the hell is going on in the city uh, <laughs> yep and it's like okay we're going to meet at sunset bridge and then yeah. I, I don't know who says this as the screen goes red but no more fooling around yeah <laughs> Harry's got a really great deep voice. <laughs> no uh, dogs allowed. <laughs> um, we move on to chapter two called Muddy. Ooh. It's like, yeah, what's going on? Prelude, a prelude to Muddy. Um, <laughs> Dirt and rain, a prelude to mud. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so, so we're introduced to our villain here, Goldman. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got the round uh, uh, Indiana Jones villain eyeglasses on. Yeah, uh, he's sitting at a, at, a, at a desk like you know a villain does, um, and he speaks like a robot kung fu dubber. Yeah. Ah uh, yeah. yes. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, 
so so we're uh, we're spe- we're in this next section of the city, um, and the speeding car is coming towards us, and we type something to rescue it. Yeah. I don't know what we're supposed to be shooting in this, <laughs> right? We should shoot at its tire so it flips yeah. over. I don't know. Shoot the star until it, car until it stops. But then we uh, go further into the uh, the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and this is kind of an uneventful place. It's just kind of ramping up the the difficulty of the words. There's a new enemy. These uh, they've got maracas in this game. I forget mm-hmm. what that maps do in the in the original House of the Dead. Uh, but a nice little Samba de Amigo kind of nod there um, as mm-hmm. they kind of go from side to side. Again, you have yeah. to check them as you go along. Yeah, they kind of kind of ambush. This is the first one I remember having to use the. Uh, and I mean, you can obviously get through the game without engaging with this mechanic since you mm-hmm. did. But this is the first one where I had to do the uh, the escape to cancel a lot of words. Yeah, because, uh, uh, because stuff comes up some... from behind them. And well, and guys who throw projectiles. Mm-hmm. So uh, guys standing there, you're typing a longer phrase to kill him, and he throws an axe that just has a little like little O yeah. on it. So I escape, hit the axe, and then hit him. And after yeah. you knock enough axes out of the air, they just actually die, uh, which saves you from having to stand there forever, <laughs> just killing the the axes. Yeah. So pretty good um yep. there's a there's a mission where you're typing these three word phrases and then you also have to rescue a husband of a husband and wife and then a kid uh and all the kids have man faces in this they do yeah, and some of them have like and some of the adults have kid voices <laughs> and it's real great uh too they're just kind of random yeah there's a little uh, a little side jacking you can go on to rescue a dad um in a, in a restaurant here as well yes yeah yep, yep. um eventually you get to this river um you some things pop out of it uh, that you are you can type but if you don't type in in time you get pushed into the canal yeah which, uh, which happened to me the yeah me too uh the the canal in venice pleasant yeah even if you don't have zombies in there i said th- i think that might be like the liquid version of the uh, keyboard for the typing of the dead arcade no true like you don't think uh vagrants are using this as a toilet bath like you're yeah. you're out of your mind i mean i've never never been to italy i've heard that the smell in venice is undescribable yeah I, I would not be surprised at all. It's a beautiful like, city to look at pictures of, but oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it just has like a toilet. It's like a toilet is on the ground. Like, <laughs> the ground is my everywhere. toilet. Like yeah, the sewer is its streets. <laughs> um, and uh, you eventually meet up with Harry and Amy. And earlier in this, uh, Harry said, "Go and prevent a chaos in the city." <laughs> yeah. uh, but then when you show up here, it's a nice little callback. You say, <laughs> "The chaos in the city is increasing." You fucked so, up. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> you fucked up. Um, and as you're going, the bridge explodes and we're introduced to our second boss, the hero font, because words don't mean anything. <laughs> nope. Oh, he's not a priest. He's not a, he's not nope. an oracle. No, it is. It is a lizard man who has a, who has a chest cavity that opens up. <laughs> like, he does this like rhythmic grunt. That's real incredible. Yeah. It's a, li- <laughs> it's a lizard man with a trident and his chest opens up and closes. Yes. Um, and this is pretty great because like it is, it is testing your, not like your rhythm, but like how you can you know react to these interruptions because when his chat when, when the gates are open uh you can type and you know it's, shoot yeah, only evil lives here right and when the gates are closed you know your your, your shots don't do anything so yes. you have to like very you have to pay close attention to where you have to pick back up yes that, yeah. that's the thing is you're starting words in the middle of words mm-hmm. that's what it's testing which is a cool way to test typing <laughs> um after you do that for a little while eventually he just jumps up in the air and you have a time limit yeah for each phrase because as much as this game explores like a lot of different expressions of this idea, there are only so many expressions of this idea. Yeah, so most still, bosses eventually do this. It is still like teaching you to type quickly and with accuracy. So yes, that is uh, uh, that that is the primary educational value that this game has. Again, um, that's so, so weird to say educational value of a zombie game. But there's, I mean, you can get better at typing by playing mm-hmm. this game, like no doubt. Yeah. Um, so eventually, you knock him into uh, the river, mm-hmm. and we move on to chapter three, darkness. 
Yes. Um, so now you're in a speedboat and the canal is just kicking up ship, ship mess behind you off of the, yes. off of the rotors um, with Harry and Amy explaining Goldman and his genome experiments. Yes. Um, you know, and that's really all we know. Like, ah, oh, yes, Goldman is behind this. Yes. Yeah, Gold, the I, one, I the one gold man. To, I believe it's connected to the 1994 Curian case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a, a, the Curian case visit, which is House of the Dead One, the Curian mansion. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Here we have uh, zombies popping out of the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gives you a uh, very little time to take care of them, honestly. So yes. instead of like rounding a corner, there's one that just kind of like pops up a couple of feet from you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only the only jag that this throws at you, aside from giving you longer phrases. There's no like punctuation just yet. That comes later on, um, <laughs> or at least, you know, it re- comes regularly later on. Um, but, uh, you know, you can uh, get a shortcut by saving a canal gate operator. But eventually you go kind of into the sewers beneath the Coliseum. Yes. Um, for my favorite boss fight. Oh, this is, uh, this is amazing. And like, I'm so happy to see this come back later on too. Me too. Like you could have done a lot, like this could be in its own game. Like you could make <laughs> a flash game based on this and, and have it be gangbusters, I think. Yeah. Uh, because this, when we were talking about that loop of like the, just seeing internalizing typing, this is the thing that fucks with that loop. <laughs> um, it's not super hard. It's just a really cool way to do it. So it's this, this three headed hydro thing. Mm-hmm. These the three snakes. And it says, uh, they always give you a little explanation of what you need to do before the boss fight, which I appreciate. Um, and it just says, like, answer the question. Um, <laughs> and it gives you a quiz question, and then three answers pop up, and you have to type the answer. Yep. And so they're they're moving along with the Hydra heads. And so yes. you have to, you have a limited time to, you know, read all the options or at least find the correct one and then type that out. And they're really tricky. Like, the questions aren't just, like, quiz questions. It's like, this is a game I could play with mom <laughs> is one of them. And it's like, oh, like, there's, you know, bridge. But then there's like, you know, other games, too, that you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't play with your mom or like this is something that needs to be cooked and they'll give you three foods, you know. So it's like it's still kind of messing with you where your first instincts. And I love that if you uh, if you type the wrong answer, you still do damage. It just does damage to you. Right. Because you're still shooting a snake, <laughs> you know. So and most of the time, that's not the case. Like if you get yeah. the, uh, you know, the wrong thing, then it just doesn't do anything. So this yeah. one, you can still kind of tank some hits. Uh, you have a little bit of poise mm-hmm. um, in this one. <laughs> and the uh, but there's uh for the most part, you're just kind of trying to get the answer to this quiz question really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just adds a lot of dimension to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the end, it's like this, it gets pretty weird. Like, you know, it has that bizarre off kilter stuff. One of my questions was, uh, this is a girly thing. And the answer was childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> childbirth is for girls. <laughs> like, That's well, so it's, awesome. It's not, it's not that cut and dry, but okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's just like, it's, it's very funny. Like, I don't yeah. know. That, that is very funny yeah that's uh, um, that, that, that kind of got me um and then the interesting part of this ends and then you end up chasing him around some pillars in the water yes yeah you know um, for that for that final phase but yeah i love the quiz yeah me too Um, so you get a call from Harry and Amy, and they're attacked by a gigantic chainsaw guy as we move into Chapter 4, Despair. Yes. Looking at these chapter titles, uh, this is what we have here. We got, uh, which one of these does not belong? Uh, <laughs> Prelude, Muddy, Darkness, Despair, Dawn, and Original Sin. <laughs> muddy. Muddy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's yeah. no, it's no longer, I dropped my pop in the mud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I spilled some yogurt in this dirt. 
<laughs> oh man uh so despair um is uh you're, you're still kind of beneath the coliseum here um and this is adding these three word phrases that's kind of the the, the bread and butter for the basic enemies these waterlogged yes. zombies um and uh the guys who have claws they usually have punctuation in their phrases as well so you're adding some hyphens and apostrophes in the mix yeah which which again those are those old those are run killers. Yeah. Um, eventually you get to this guy who's getting pulled into a vent and uh, you decide to save him. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to let you get away. <laughs> going to um, finish the job. Yeah. But, uh, but I just found him. He was just dead. I don't know if there's anything you can do. I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't see that. Um, um, some of the zombies get great swords, which I didn't see a difference in the gameplay aside from how goofy that is. Yeah. It just, it just looks, looks weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, we get to this Coliseum, which Goldman has sent up a jumbotron. <laughs> and, <laughs> which and i need to check i don't think i think the coliseum's in rome gary yeah i don't i feel like this probably takes a pretty loose view of geography <laughs> unlike uh oregon trail mm. um and we find uh harry and amy and they're in a cage and there's a gigantic chainsaw guy there <laughs> who's menacing them and he also has this weird similar to the uh, uh, like rhythmic grunt of the hero font this guy's chainsaw thing during the entire monologue just goes <laughs> like just a wave repeating prp perfectly rhythmic pulses Yes. Yep. As uh, as this uh, you know, kind of dialogue from Goldman saying uh, that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna kill your friends. You're too late. Yeah. And uh, we're introduced to another boss fight. Yes. Yeah, so this is strength. So you're being chased by the chainsaw tyrant here, um, and you have to type out short stories sentence by sentence. Yes. And this is really funny too. Like there are like weird endings to this, to these short stories. And there are a lot of different ones. Like I played this game a few different times mm -hmm. and you get different ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it reminds me of is anybody who's played Danganronpa, um, you'll, you'll remember like the little kind of like day interludes, like the Monokuma stories that he would tell that just kind of don't go anywhere. Um, it's kind of a similar, like uh, just bizarre dreamlike kind of uh, just sentences that go nowhere. Kind of like this one, but like talking about eating birthday cake. That's too hot. Talking about how we all look funny when we're naked, a disgusting, uh, a disgusting riddle about a, about a movie theater floor. Like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wet and everybody touches me. Um, there's, but only in my the favorite dark. one. There's one that's like, um, uh, you move, you move me up and down. The intensity increases. I feel like I'm going to explode as you're, as I move up and down. Uh, I am a soda can at the end. So you think it is a dick and then it turns out to be a soda can. Um, so perfect in every way. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's, it's real good. Uh, but eventually you beat him. Uh, Harry is wounded and he throws you the car keys and says, go to Goldman's building, go yes. to Goldman's building. <laughs> Harry's done for. Um, but we head on to the dawn, which is yes. uh, we're in the nicer part of the city, the more corporate part. And we're fighting these military zombies, um, yes. which their their whole thing is, you know, you'll shoot them, but then a parasite will burst out of their chest and you have to very quickly type whatever letter is on them so they don't come in and do damage to you anyway. Yes. Um, and this is a huge difficulty spike. Um, these have little difficulty associated with them. So the beginning, it says like beginners and then it says advanced and everything like that. So mm -hmm. this one, we're, we're in, in the advanced section. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of hyphenation and lots of apostrophes here. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also kind of a boss rush as you're going yeah. along. Like you have those, you know, very difficult uh, hyphenation challenges. But you have to fight Zeal again. You know, Zeal and uh, what's his name uh, from the beginning? Oh, the Hierophant. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the Hierophant uh, comes later. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you have to fight. He calls He calls his uh, headless buddy. Uh, oh, by his uh, name oh, here. Judgment. Yeah, yeah. So you fight Judgment. Then you have to fight the Hierophant again. And again, you know, like they're more difficult because you have more difficult phrases yes. uh, that, you're, that you're doing again. Yeah. Um, eventually you get to Goldman's headquarters. He has a gigantic evil corporation uh, kind of building 
And uh, there's a huge explosion at the top as the tyrant uh, comes down, <laughs> and he looks like uh, I mean, he looks like the proper tyrant, the Resident Evil tyrant. Yeah, he looks, he's got uh, veins, he's full of worms. <laughs> yep, he's got he's got nemesis worms uh, yeah. coming out every which way. I love the it's design. Like fucking Girder, uh, the, the Pokemon that uh, recently <laughs> uh, had a bad time in the Pokemon Eskidas tournament. <laughs> so, but uh, but he comes down and says, you know, if I don't kill you, the emperor will. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is the magician. Yes. And uh, this, uh, this is, is a, a new concept. This is really tough uh, <laughs> because you uh, you can't make a mistake. Once you make a mistake, you're, you take damage and your opportunity to hit the word ends. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a way to do it. That's a new <laughs> twist on this gameplay mechanic, but it's rough. It's really demanding. And, you know, just like the, the, there's a penalty for making mistakes. Like you just don't kill the thing as quickly. And like there are time challenges um, where like stopping the phrase in in the middle is bad. Um, mm-hmm. especially as you're trying to like panic and continue but just like taking damage every time you do it makes you realize how many mistakes mistakes you actually make yeah 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 it's not it's not insurmountable like i'm not saying it's a flaw in the game it's no, you know, no the challenge it's... should get higher harder as the game goes on definitely no i'm yeah. just I'm, I'm trying to properly convey how much trouble i had with it also yeah. the problem was i missed the the, the card for this um oh, okay. here on the playthrough so i was like why am i failing am i like do i need to hit him because he's like he's uh kind of bouncing around the square in a circle like do i need to only hit when he when like when his uh foot is on a surface oh yeah maybe like i, I just i wasn't aware that i was just fucking up yeah yeah that would make it really really tough yeah um eventually he shoots fireballs you have to shoot down as well um and after if you hit all the fireballs you can actually attack him um you go into the building for chapter six original sin yeah um this is where my first game ended um, I died in here hmm. and then had to start over, but you can level select. Yes. Um, and as you go, we didn't really mention this, but if you're playing the um, original mode, you get coins based on different criteria at the end of every level. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you kill a certain number of enemies in a certain amount of time or get a certain score or get in a certain accuracy rating, you get coins that unlock bonuses as you go on. Yeah. So a little bit of uh, that kind of roguelike progression. So mm-hmm. eventually I unlock the ability to like start with nine continues if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. As you go on. Pretty good stuff. Yep. like that. Uh, but this is uh, pretty hard. Uh, you yeah. go into the lobby and you're fighting, you know, some of these, again, lots of hyphenation, lots of, you're basically typing full sentences at this point with like periods and exclamation marks at the end of them. Yes. Um, but as um, you get to the, as you get to the elevator, you know, the door of fate shall open. Yes. Um, there, there are a couple different uh, enemies here that are very different. Um, the lightsaber zombies, um, I found the way that they time themselves mm-hmm. out is that if you don't, if you do make mistakes, you will get hit. Yeah. So like you're not actually penalized for for making a mistake, but uh, you just have enough time to type the sentence perfectly mm-hmm. for these guys. Yeah. Um, and then there are these these guys who teleport at you. Um, <laughs> and the way they work is they always come in twos and they stagger. So like one of them shows up, um, you type to knock him down. And then while he's getting up and heading towards you a little bit further away, the other one is closer to you. Yeah. So you have to ping pong back and forth between these two enemies. And they're kind of staggered in a way that uh, it's very stressful. Like yeah. the phrases are not tough, but... Um, you know, you like, get close to being hit. Shifting your attention is uh, yes. is a non-trivial thing, especially yes. in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the mission is impossible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I fucked this one up like right away. Yeah, I, I I had a golden hands that I got somehow, and I tried to use that for this, and it mm-hmm. didn't last long enough. Yeah. So, but you're kind of after you go through the elevator, like the, like these challenges are happening as you're winding your way through the labs. You know, stuff comes yes. out of vats, things like that. Uh, your guy asks, "What's happening here?" Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's another Hydra fight in the lab, which is great. Yes. Like, give yep. me, give me more of this, please. Yep. <laughs> um, until eventually you get to Goldman, um, we we learn what his motivation is. Yeah. Uh, because mankind has disrupted the natural order. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he decided to fix that by creating a lot of monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Um, he created a creature to rule mankind. 
uh, because we disrupted the original order, which was the original sin, the disrupting <laughs> nature. Yeah. Um, and uh, this guy, so he's uh, he looks a little bit like a like a tech demo for uh, the Naomi board. Like he's got that transparency on him. Uh, oh, sure. He, yeah. He looks like a like a water tyrant almost. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. translucent. Um, and he, uh, you know, basically like repeats himself. I will rule mankind. I, I will hate mankind. Yes, um, yes, as you same. go. As you go up yeah. to the roof and go through this uh, long fight uh, as he transforms into into the different uh, the different the, uh, the different people you fought, kind of like uh, oh gosh, Dural in uh, um, Virtue of Fighter. It's yes. very similar there. Um, and I love the way this ends. So eventually, you just go through all the different things. And it's pretty tough. I mean, you go through the different things. It gets to the quiz section, but for his quizzes, there aren't wrong answers. <laughs> He's just asking you about yourself. It's like a personality test. Yeah, it turns into a personality quest, which determines the ending. Yep. So based on how sensible you are, how honest or goofy you are, mm-hmm. in this, you can get three different endings. Yep. Um, and like none of the endings are especially uh, are especially straight. Yeah. 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 They're all pretty goofy. Um, so uh, Goldman. Uh, jumps off the roof for me he jumped off and and killed himself okay like he hit the ground and, and exploded and so you probably answered like reasonably to most of the yes. stuff i think yeah well because i i forgot what the gimmick was and i thought you had to mm. i thought it was asking for that and then i just typed those yeah so <laughs> but he jumps off um and when he lands at the bottom he explodes so that's yeah, a huge part. explosion and, and your guy doesn't react a lick no Nothing. Yeah. Um, the 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 one that I got is if you uh, just go completely wacky, uh, it's it's the Superman ending. So he uh, raises his arms and says, "Ah, yes, there will be a successor or something." He farts and then he flies straight up into the air. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, he can also, uh, if you answer a mix, he'll jump off and then bungee jump back up. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you see a bungee cord and he comes back up. Uh, and then yeah, it's it's so good. And then that's the ending. You know. Um, you get this little thing where you get to type the credits, mm-hmm. and if you type the credits successfully, these uh, different numbers of zombies bust out of their little things and do a synchronized dance. Yep, because you're you you're listening to like stage music as you go along. Yeah, like like kind of like this cool music with a beat, <laughs> and then that's the ending. Yeah, um, which is a nice like little arcade game. Like it doesn't take like you're done with it. It doesn't wear out. It's welcome. Yeah. welcome at all like you can't save or anything which is good um uh, <laughs> we were talking about it you can so if people are playing this which i think you should because it's abandonware it's easy to play uh there is a pause it yes. is either a pause break or page up i can't remember <laughs> which one but there was a real funny moment of me typing furiously having to use the bathroom and trying to get uh siri to look it up mm-hmm. and understand me <laughs> um, which is very fun like that's a separate game like where i had to like try to get a google search going siri of the dead now that's just uh what is it uh lifeline siri of the seas. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, lifeline the uh, the ps2 game where you're uh bossing around one of the uh, tekken characters yeah with a headset yep. yeah um this is great um i played this like i got this on checkout from uh from the dreamcast back when it was contemporary um mm-hmm. you know like my brother worked at babbage's and like oh just bring it home i had the uh had the keyboard around because i had a, a quake 3 that's how i played quake 3 uh because i was cheaper than having a a pc that could run it and so to sit down at my little drawing table and play this was just the weirdest most amazing thing and i never felt you know more secure in my decision to to get a dreamcast at that point. yeah this this is this is one of if not my favorite dreamcast game Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not a big Dreamcast guy, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's a, a system that a lot of people have a lot of affection for, but it's one of those things where the uh, the genres that it trucked in were not my favorite. Yeah, like people love it for fighting games and uh, weird like action games and the like. And for me, it was like the Code Veronica machine until <laughs> PS2 got it, you know, and that, that yeah. was really it. Um, so this uh, 
is really, really up there. I don't know if I, uh, like I played it on Dreamcast once or twice at a friend's house. Uh, I played it mostly this version, the PC port. Yeah. Um, there's also a PS2 port that didn't come to uh, the States, I don't think. Yeah. But, um, they, but they changed the uh, the machines on the back to be accurate. Yeah. To be to be PS2s because they have a, a sense of uh, of wonder and uh, care and love. <laughs> um, like yeah, I love this game. It is not uh, it's not boring. No, like it is a typing game, a typing quiz. And I will admit that as much as I made fun of you for this, like I I enjoy knowing how well I can type. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I take some joy in a typing test. Me too. You know, and the times I have had to do it for like jobs or whatever, it's like oh yeah, <laughs> you know, because I can type really fast mm-hmm. uh, and that feels good. But the uh, this is a more complicated and more fun game version of that and i think if it wasn't full of zombies like this would be a really good game for schools yeah like god would i have loved learning how to type on this thing <laughs> yeah. like you know just like to just, just replace uh, it's like water guns and it is uh like robots yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like like just guys you know just, just are coming at you monsters yeah. that aren't bloody or violent looking mm-hmm. um and like this isn't actually like a, a really great educational game yeah um yeah, any uh, any other like entertainment staples that you can think of that you really like? Uh, we brought up lemonade stand. That was a yeah. that was a really big deal. Um, I think that like very quick. So when I came up, um, entertainment kind of stuff was was very quickly taken over by CD ROM kind of stuff. Oh, sure, so, like, like Encarta. I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and so like you know, I had a our, our neighbor across the street. He had a Philips. Like okay. maybe not the CDI, but like it was a you know it was something you like you know you play these really high quality visual things on you know with a remote control like you go over there but like most of it was like oh it's you know body anatomy kind of stuff yeah and then just like oh here's like an animated uh you know cartoon you go through where you have to like play memory games or uh you know like learn lessons about morals and that kind of is a real bummer those really kind of shitty uh, Sherlock Holmes games yeah yeah and so like this was you know like I caught the tail end of kind of the Apple II stuff and that I feel like is like the best games and also kind of like the best like focus on sheer mechanics I think Mm -hmm. and like that I feel is one of the best ways a game can teach you is to put you in that situation and then like force you to understand the way systems kind of like match up with each other you know like that is that is a tremendous way that these things can work well, and you'll learn more when you're having fun. True. Yeah. I always, uh, we, I mean, I, we pretty much cover the ones I like too. I think the big, big name in it that we haven't touched is Carmen San Diego, which oh, shit, yeah. I think is kind of like, that is too hard for me. I don't know <laughs> enough about geography Yeah. to oh, do, uh, to do Carmen San Diego. I fucking loved Carmen San Diego. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I, I can't, I can't, uh, more or less like any very early on my brain started, uh, not spending time memorizing things that I knew I would just be able to look up instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having a map, like, you know, I'm not saying like all those budding geographers out there. I know there's more <laughs> to geography. Like you're, there's a, a whole element of like, kind of like social spaces and looking at the ways people use land and how that relates and stuff. Yeah. But literally just like, Oh, the, this is the shape of this country and this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that is obviated by having a map. Uh, so that was something, even as a kid, I remember kind of looking at with disdain at yep. when we would do like map games, man, academic yeah. challenge. I cleaned up at the geography. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, I've got a map. <laughs> um, so, so I'll, I'll top you there. Uh, it can also be changed the, uh, as uh, boundary lines get revisited and a person's um, understanding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where I think you're wrong. <laughs> well, I know you can, but it's more work. Um, so it is a conservation of effort kind of thing. <laughs> but that's the other big one um and that's i'm not saying it's a bad game it's just i don't like geography very much yeah um but you know it was a fun thing to play video games in school mm-hmm. 
know, that was that was really cool. And they're more successful than like, uh, here's a comic that teaches you about Thomas Jefferson, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Like this, I feel yeah. like this was a better way and I was more excited about this than just about anything we could do in school. Yeah. I'm really so. curious now, you know, just I'm so, so far out of that. And like for my day job, you know, at least used to be dealing a lot with like firms that would try and get more technology into uh in, you know, into schools and mm. you know like oh where do we, what are we going to do with all these tablets and like you know as more technology has gone in i think the sense that i get is that it's more about like watching videos than about actually interacting with stuff yeah and you know like if somebody who is kind of like more fresh out of high school like let me know if that is you know definitely not the case if it is better than that but um yeah well, watching a video, like, that's kind of a bummer. At the same time, like, uh, engage as many different types of learning as you can. Oh, for sure. For you know, sure, in school, yeah. like, and that is something that, like, I definitely know that there, depending on the subject, there are things that I, I learn about very well from reading. Mm-hmm. There are also things that I would learn better from visually, mm-hmm. you know, like just uh, concepts that I would rather see a video of that it was animated that mm-hmm. had yeah. kind of uh, showed the showed the actual practice in motion rather than. Yeah. And I told me about it. I didn't say that to to make it sound like, oh, what a shame. These kids are watching videos. It's that there's the possibility for like interaction in games that is not being taken advantage of. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Like just like that. That's another way to learn different stuff. And, you know, maybe it's just that, you know, that is being perceived as like a misuse of the technology or it's just something that the 90s so thoroughly set fire to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is we're, we're not going to we have we will never have an understanding of what education is like nope like it is changing so much and and our our experience is dead mm-hmm. um you know and my experience was dying when you were in school you know and then my you know my experience is dead and it was like just a totally different thing and that is a big reason why it's really hard to relate to kids mm-hmm. um yeah the uh so anyway that, that's our message <laughs> hard to relate to kids uh but yeah this uh you know Oregon trail you were probably already played if you've not played the miracle that is typing of the dead it is abandoned where like you can install it. Just follow the instructions in the installation and uh, play it on your PC. Yep. It is really fun. Runs really well. Like I played it on Windows 10. Yeah. So yeah, runs perfect. What are we doing next up? So cool. Well, Gary, uh, after this, we have a full month of Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. excited. I've already beaten the main quest and the side quests. I have to uh, I have to progress with uh, all four of the DLCs, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. I've only ever played two of them before. So Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious as to what you'll think of the, uh, the other two, because one of them I think is pretty bad, but the other one I think is uh, unfairly maligned. Hmm. Um, yeah, and we will, uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to do an episode on the, uh, the main quest, um, and we're going to... So, we're not playing through all of the main quests because they articulate different ways at the end, um, but we know about them. I think mm-hmm. we both played this game multiple times before this. Yes. Um, we're going to do one whole episode on side quest, and that is going to feature um, a little showcase with a guest uh, from the network. Brayden Cameron is going to talk about mods, um, not because he's like in the modding community, but he has time to play this with a bunch of mods. <laughs> and he's played with a bunch of mods before, so we're mm-hmm. going to do a little bit, a uh, little mod talk. Yep. Uh, both, Gary, both Gary and I are going, uh, going in vanilla. Yes, yeah, which uh, we, we talked about our reasons for that, but it's mostly just to talk about the game as it was, you know, downloaded it originally, you know, presented to me originally right. in the disc. Um, and then we're doing an episode on all four DLCs and then an appendix episode. So if you have anything to say about Fallout New Vegas, um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Right. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, <laughs> every single side character I'm meeting is better than every companion <laughs> in Fallout 3. Yep. Like Prim Slim, 
<laughs> better than like two times better than every companion in Fallout Three put together. Yeah, um, and there are some uh, there are some companions here who are some of my favorite characters in video games. Veronica's yeah. delightful. Veronica's great. There's a character, there's a companion in Fallout New Vegas that doesn't talk. That is better than every <laughs> companion. Like Eddie is cooler than than Fox, or cooler than any of the Fallout Three companions. Yep. Like. And we will fight you if you disagree. And we're saying that in order to completely de- uh, invalidate your opinion. Well, here, here's the thing, right? Like playing through this again, and we'll we'll talk about this at length. Like uh, when I was talking to Riff about his Fallout 3, his bizarre Fallout 3 affection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying that as a, to give him shit and joke. But the um, <laughs> it is like, it does feel like a slightly less exploration based world, mm-hmm. right? So if that's literally what you come to Fallout for. It does that a little bit worse. It's still there, but it does that a little bit worse. Right. And if you come to Fallout to listen to the radio, it does that a lot worse because there's only <laughs> seven songs and you'll hear them over and over and over. However, every other Wayne thing Newton. that well, you do, yeah, he's great. <laughs> Wayne Newton is way better than Three Dog. But like, uh, and did you know that character is an AI? <laughs> no, I like, didn't. Mr. 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 New Vegas is, is an AI that's been programmed. That's why he, he runs 24 7. Huh. I had no um, idea. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, yeah, I found that out from looking at the wiki. Hmm. But um, so. It does, it does a couple of those things like a little bit less. And if those are literally your value for this, like Fallout 3 does it better. Mm-hmm. But those things are so minor and they're so rare in comparison to like every other video gamey thing this does better. Yeah. It is kind of blowing my mind. Yeah. I uh, uh, like I, I put 50 hours into this and like, yeah, that's a that's a big chunk of time to, you know, to dedicate to something over two and a half weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of it was just effortless. Yeah. yeah. And even even the guided. So people are like, oh, I don't like that. It kind of guides you in the beginning. Uh, playing again with like an eye towards it it's actually really elegant the way that it introduces you to fallout concepts mm-hmm. as you you make that little u loop yep towards the strip like oh it's like oh here are ghouls um <laughs> we're introduced to the way that they can be evil and the way that they're sentient like all in one really eloquent elegant si- ele- elegant ooh, elegant elegant I, well, I know i was getting good um <laughs> like elegant side quest like all in one little section like it's a really good way to introduce you to fallout stuff mm-hmm. as you go through introduce you to the legion like it's all done really well yeah actually so it is it is uh i think that game is is really 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 wonderful um mm-hmm. looking forward to that yeah so that is uh that is the whole month of june yeah yeah have we talked about what's after that uh we have uh together um okay. yeah uh after that uh we're going to cover day of the tentacle yeah yep the uh special edition mm-hmm. which is coming out uh which is uh yeah we're gonna play that i want to play the special edition me too um so i'm gonna do that but uh the original version i think it has a toggle you can go back to the original graphics and music and stuff if you like. And yeah. the things that apply to the special edition will also apply to this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, uh, very excited about that. Do we want to talk about what's what uh, what's coming after that so we get back up to three? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, after that is Deus Ex 2. Invisible yeah. War. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, revisiting it and then also uh, it being a game that I like and everybody hates. <laughs> so there's a, there's a funness in that. I don't think you've played it, Cole, or have you? No, I have not. Okay. I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, <laughs> even if, I mean, I hope you don't end up hating it. Um, but it is, uh, even if you do, I look forward to talking. I don't think you'll hate it. Um, it depends on how sensitive and angry you'll get about things that were made that are clearly, uh, considerations to the console, uh, which is, yeah, the, which like, totally that's the that reason person. those are, those are <laughs> the bad things about Deus Ex Invisible War. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does make it, it is a worse game than Deus Ex, but it is, uh, unfairly maligned. Yeah. Um, shortly after that is when we're going to our summer JRPG, I believe. Um, one game after that. Yeah, yeah, we've 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 got a short one. We've got a, the a poll's gonna fall there, but yeah, uh, we're not ready to announce that. Like that 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 takes us up through like the the middle of July. So yeah, I'm just I'm just saying that we're we're close to that. I know people have been asking about the JRPG. That's what's coming up soon. Yeah, the JRPG is yeah. gonna run uh, through uh, through August. So yes, 
Yeah. So uh, if you have any comments about those, again, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. If uh, if you like the show and you like this network, the most concrete way you can show that is by going to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, even a little bit of money a month makes a really big difference. $2 a month gets you access to our Slack channel where you can come hang out and chat. And that's a cool place to talk about shit. Yeah, uh, including the games we do here, mm-hmm. um, among other things. Yeah. We have uh, we have new milestone goals up. Um, remember the new show that we have, uh, Monster in My Podcast. Um, go check that out. It is a really fun exploration of second edition, um, you know, monsters from the Monsters Manual. Um, mm-hmm. But we're also like progressing towards new stuff. Uh, we just put up a uh, pilot for uh, Gary's show that he does with a friend of the network, Jeremy Greer, um, called Days of Future Cast, which is an exploration of the super goofy um, 90s X-Men animated series. Yes. Yeah. And ultimately, if it gets, you know, quote unquote, picked up, which isn't isn't totally accurate, but like, let's say uh, we get to keep doing it. Um, eventually we'll probably talk about the movies as well. Yeah. It'll probably be, um, about ways that the X-Men are not the X-Men. Um, <laughs> cause we are both real big, uh, X-Men fans in like the stupidest, most apologetic way. Like I love it. Like it's not, it's not ironic, but it's like, boy, do I recognize what's stupid about it. And, uh, so does Jeremy and that show is really fun to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I would love to do, uh, do more of those. Yep. So and that's at the, uh, $3,500 goal. Yeah, and all of that is made possible by people who have either uh, donated in the past, are currently donating, or uh, are considering uh, to yes. donate, um, yeah. which we really appreciate. Uh, another way to support us is go to uh, duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and uh, mm-hmm. use the Amazon links there. Um, that is the same Amazon you've uh, that you know and use um, and uh, does not cost you anything extra, and we get a little kickback from it. So that is a, that is a great way to uh, to help us cover our expenses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you, uh, if you don't have a financial way to support us, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That makes a big difference. Um, you can also subscribe on iTunes. Uh, that is as important, if not more so, mm-hmm. um, just getting those subscription numbers up. Um, you can also, uh, uh, tell a friend, blog about it. Um, things like that with these message boards pop up all the time where they're like, I like giant bomb. What else should I listen to? Um, throw us in there. Yeah. Throw us in the hat there. Cause, uh, you should listen to us as well. Yeah. Always happy to see it when people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, just like these admin sections, they do tend to get long and there's some stuff that just comes up in between that we don't say. Uh, go to duckfeed.tv slash news or look at the front page of the website to uh, to get a glimpse at kind of like weekly summaries of all the things that are happening. It's usually uh, a pretty big post. Yeah, indeed. A pretty it is good for a big post. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm in the mood for a big post. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's right next door to the Rod Depot. No, <laughs> Big Post and Rod Depot. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> like, our, like our, our lumber-based superhero yeah. uh, team. Uh, uh, anywho, anyway. um, thanks for listening. And until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, shitting yourself to death. Yeah, yeah, probably diarrhea until you die. laughing at it still.
No, it's, it is. Uh, it the For me, as I get older, it's no longer funny that it's just humor. It's funny that I conceptualize how awful it would be. Oh, yeah. Like my, my humor about it has changed to an empathetic <laughs> place rather than just like a purely poop joke based place. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign of getting more mature or what, but like now it's just like, oh, that must be awful. Yeah.